0: Good morning, everyone. Glad you could join us today. Happy New Year. We made it. We made it. It's 2021. As they say, 2020 is now hindsight. But I want to welcome you to the new year. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are, wherever you're coming from, or wherever you're listening from, welcome. Thank you for joining us I have a room full of angels today. It's my son and myself as we're doing this live, but the angels are sitting in these chairs warming them up. And so if you hear them shout hallelujah, it's an angelic voice. But hallelujah, God bless you today. I have a word this morning that I'd like to share with you, but as I preach and as I share, what I would love for you to do is try to interact a little bit online. If you're comfortable with that, I'd love for you to put a comment out there. Um, I'm going to have a number of verses, a number of points. Um, what I'd love for you to do is if you see, hear a point that, that resounds with you, type it out because you will remember it more if you type it out, that if you do the physical act of typing it or writing it, you'll remember it more than just what I've said or what you've heard. And by the way, I'm going to have some good points So I do expect that you will be typing some comments in there. Anyways, let's pray as we start this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your persistent, continuing, constant love for us. And as we look at this new year, Lord, we thank you for being with us this past year. And we also thank you, Lord, that you will be with us as we move forward. And as I share this word, Lord, I believe it's a word you've given me, a thought that you've placed in my heart. I ask God that I would share it with the conviction, with the wisdom, and with the anointing that you have given it to me and put it in me. And that I would be a vessel that shares it properly and effectively. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, the word that God gave me, um, sometimes God gives me a word or a thought or a theme for the year. Ironically, in 2020, he did not, which um, I found interesting now. But a few weeks ago, a number of weeks ago, I was meditating, praying, talking with God. I said, Lord, what, what do you want to do in 2021? And, and I'm waiting for a word like, I want to explode. I want to, I want to increase. I want to multiply. And, and the word that came to me was the word continue. And I thought, oh, come on, God, can't you make it a little more fun? Can't you make it a little more exciting? Can't you make it a little more like, oh, it sounds great, and it was continue. Continue. It's not flashy. It's not, it's not one of those sexy words that everybody likes to make and, and have all these slogans around it. The word is Continue. And as I meditated on it, what I realized is that is probably one of the most powerful thoughts or actions or mindsets that a person can have is the mindset to continue. In the last year, there have been so many things that have happened in society, in in the whole world, and people have, there have been some people that have given up hope, have lost hope, have questioned hope. And one of the greatest things that you and I can do is just be somebody that is there day in, day out, always there, being ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within us and continue in what God has given us. So as I talked this morning about the word continue, I want to frame it within the reference of our relationship with God. I'm not talking about continuing doing things that are wrong or bad for us. Those things we need to stop. But what I want to do is say to continue in what God has started in you. How you start is very, very important. Quite often the way you start is the way that you continue. Just think about that for a moment in your Christian experience. And Paul in Galatians, and we've been studying Galatians, and we'll get back to Galatians next week. But Paul in Galatians says, who has bewitched you? Who has caused you? You started in grace, and who has caused you now to revert back? So how you start is important. And then once you start, you continue. And there are some vi- biblical verses. There's approximately 200 verses, roughly. In, in, in the Bible with the reference or the thought of continue, continually, and they are all different aspects of it, but it's in the Bible a lot. And I want to give you a number of thoughts. The first thing I want to say with respect to continuing and in our relationship with God is the mission, the mission never changes, but the method may change. The mission at Solid Rock, one of our primary missions is to, to say and to pray and say, Lord, on earth or in Abbotsford, Chilliwack, Langley, Mission, in Vancouver, wherever you're at, in that area, in, on the earth, on earth, as it is in heaven. Our mission and our desire is to bring heaven onto earth, to see the reality of heaven, salvation, healing, deliverance, health, prosperity, faith, strength, to see what is in heaven, peace, presence, joy, to see what is in heaven, to be on earth. And you and I are agents of that. That mission does not change, but what we have seen, especially it's been highlighted in the last nine and a half months, what we have seen is that the way it's done or the method does change. A year ago, People, if they say, hey, you're going to be preaching in front of an empty church building for a number of months, and it's going to be the norm for it, we, we would not have known what to think of that. So the method does change, but the mission remains. Continue in what that God has given you. So here's some thoughts. Galatians 6, verse 9. Here's your first verse. Galatians 6, verse 9. In one of the versions I've had, it says, don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Continue doing good. Another version says, continue in well-doing. And they're talking about relationships. They're talking about having a behavior and a lifestyle That brings glory to God by doing good, but also that it benefits others. If you study this passage, he talks about God is not mocked, but whatever you sow, you'll reap. He says, don't be deceived by that. It happens. It will happen. And he says, and if you sow corruption to yourself, you'll reap that. So it starts personally. And we talk a lot about it financially, But there's so many other aspects of reaping and sowing. In my thoughts, in my humble opinion, this is one of the most powerful principles that you can grasp, grab a hold of, and apply in your life is the law of sowing and reaping. To me, that's one of the most powerful things you can do. In fact, if you look at Noah, God said once, once he got to Noah after the flood, he met with Noah and he covenanted with the rainbow. And then he said, these things will not ever stop. Sea time and harvest is one of them. There's only about three or four things. And one of them was seed time and harvest. Sowing and reaping. So if you want to see things different, I'm going to give you a couple thoughts here. If you want to see things different in your world, change what you do now. You'll never see it different if you don't change. If you want to see things different in your family, in your children, in your responses to your children, change the way you talk to them and then see if they respond differently. Don't expect them to do something you're not prepared to do. That should have been a big amen. I should be hearing, you know, the Facebook, it should just be going crazy. People just go, oh, praise God, way to go, pastor. That's okay, you can put that in the comments. For instance, if you want to be a happy person, start being happy. Sometimes this is just so so elementary, but it's so often missed. If you want to be funny, talk to me. I'll help you. That was a joke. Never stop having the mindset of sowing and reaping. You, what sowing and reaping does is it sets in motion what you want to happen. So if you want to be a millionaire, you've got to start by setting it in motion, thinking like it, acting like it, behaving like it, being generous like it, saving like it, and then what happens is you work your way to it. If you want to see... Peace and contentment in your home. Because every time you look around, the children are at each other or this or that. Start sowing that yourself. Sow peace. Sow contentment. Sow harmony. Change the atmosphere in your home and then you will see things to start to change. Sow what you want to see set in motion. Start sowing it. Another verse so continue in well doing. Another verse is in Ephesians 6:13 and it says here when you've done all to stand he's talking about the armor of God. He says when you've done all that you can take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything stand. Sometimes continuing We always think it's a perpetual motion, but sometimes continuing is talking about being firm and just standing your ground. I got a little exercise for you this morning with respect to how much can you stand? How much can you reach? Have you ever thought, (laughs) I'm at my limits. I can't take it anymore. And in our current dynamics... That's a phrase that people are using and expressing and feeling. So I'd like to do a little exercise with you right now just to show you the power that is within you because of God, but it's a practical exercise. What I'd like you to do is if you can stand, stand, and if not, just stretch out your hands as high as you can. Stretch them out as high as you can. This is something, I, I did a little exercise like this. I learned this a, a number of years ago with Pastor Daniel in a personal development class that we went to. But reach as high as you can. Reach, reach. Are you reaching as high as you can? Now, as you reach as high as you can, reach a little further. And what you find is you thought you could only reach that far. But as I said, reach further, all of a sudden you've found within you the ability to reach an extra half an inch, an extra 10 centimeters, an extra two centimeters, just a little bit extra effort. And what Paul was saying here is when you've done everything you can, stand, stand. You might not think you're able to. You might think, you know, I've reached the limit. But I'm here to tell you, through Christ, you can do all things. And when you've done the most you can do, reach out and say, God, help me. And he can help you stand greater than you could stand before. Stand. Standing firm is never a wasted battle position. And in this passage in Ephesians, he's talking about the armor of God, which is a military and practical application. It's a battle position. And what happens is sometimes we run, we flee, we cower. What I'd encourage you to do is in today's day and age, with opinions running 100 miles an hour and thoughts and free thought and everything else, what I'd encourage you to do is have the mindset that no matter what happens, I've got the armor of God and I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand firm. And there's going to be darts shot at me. I got the shield of faith. I got the helmet of salvation. I got the breastplate of righteousness. I've got all these... uh, pieces of armor on me, and I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand firm. And after everything I've done, with everything I can do, I'm going to just keep on standing. So continue standing. Continue doing good. Continue standing. Here's another one. John 15, verse 9. John 15, verse 9. That passage talks about abiding in the vine. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. John 15. If you look at that word abide, it means to remain or to continue it's used a number of times in that verse in that passage and in verse 9 jesus says listen to his disciples and he says as the father has loved me so i love you continue in my love keep going on in the love of god love is never something that we stop doing there are some things we're supposed to put off and not continue, but love is not one of them. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, "You they'll know you as my disciples by your love one for another. Continue in my love. In such an individualistic world, in such a, a world of I, iPhone, I this, I that, It is so easy to become I that we forget that we're to continue in his love and love has more to do with the other person than it does with me. Continue in his love. And by the way, this is not a suggestion. Continuing in the love is not a suggestion. This is an instruction that Jesus gave his disciples. And a disciple Is a follower a disciple is a follower of Christ so as a disciple Jesus was talking to them and says listen I'm telling you an instruction you're following me then what you're gonna do is you're gonna continue in love because as the father loved me I love you continue in that same manner keep going on how do you make that applicable and and practical one simple way is determine that you're going to hear what the other person says don't just listen to them hear them listening and hearing are two different things hear the other person and as i'm preaching this and as i'm sharing this all the women and the wives are going yes and amen preach it pastor and then you're, if your husband's close by, you're probably going like this. Did you just hear what he said? You're supposed to, if you want to show me your love, hear me and listen. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You, it will make life a whole lot better in your home if you hear your wife, you hear your children. Instead of just listening to what you want to hear and the words you want, hear what they are saying. That's a powerful aspect and principle of love. That is a practical way that you can grow in love, is practicing the art of hearing. Not just listening, but hearing what is being said. Another word to continue in is to continue in his word. In John 8, Jesus is talking to the Jewish people, and he told them, those that believed in him, he said, listen. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciple. John 8:31. Continue in his word. Quit listening to popular news outlets or pop culture or the music industry to determine what you believe and don't believe or how you're going to live or even how you're going to dress, but continue in his word. Have a mindset Like I said earlier, of standing on his word, my life, my life, my life is built on the principles of his word. And this world changes every two minutes. There's a different fad. There's a different thought. There's a different idea. There's a different phrase. There's a different way of saying things. And if we're not careful, we get caught up in doing this and doing that and dressing one way and dressing another way. And I'm here to tell you, continue in his word. 2021, make it a year where you continue in God's word. Spend time and make a discipline of reading his word. I challenge you to take it this year and read through the whole Bible in one year. There's roughly 1,200 chapters. If you read three to four chapters a day, say four chapters a day, you'll read through the whole Bible in less than a year. Four chapters. So I encourage you, Continue in his word. His word is life. His word is truth. His word is real. His word is powerful. It's quick. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. You'll get more answers to your questions if you continue in his word, then you will if you check out what this person says, that person says, even what that pastor says or his ideas. Don't take me as, as the, the authority. Take the word as the authority and see what does God say. And then continue in it. By the way, the word continue is a Greek word, and there's a number of them, but one of the main Greek words Is made of two parts. The first part of the word continue is the word dia. And it means to go through. To pass through. A diameter is the width. A dialogue is the whole conversation. It's not just one thing. Um, The word dia, to go through. And then this ha- second half of that Greek word, and this is one of the Greek words, not all of them, there's many Greek words for the word continue, but the second half is the word pass, pas, P-A-S, pass. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that word means everything, every, all. In other words, continue means passing through it all. It doesn't mean taking shortcuts. The Word of God will not give you shortcuts. It will just give you the best way to do it. For instance, forgiveness. If you want to grow and continue in His Word, be the first to forgive. Forgiveness is not a two-person thing. Forgiveness is one person. It's me. Forgiveness is me. It it has nothing to do with the other person. And Yes, there's hurt. Yes, that's real. But I have to determine that I will forgive even if that person doesn't change. Will I forgive? That's a biblical principle. And when we continue in His Word, we will walk in forgiveness. Continue in His Word. I wrote down in my thoughts here much, much of following has to do with continuing. Much of following as a disciple has to do with continuing. We love, we live in a, in a microwave society and we love this new quick, this, do this, put this in the microwave for two minutes and see what you get. Here's a quick drive-through. Man, you get this fast, you get this fast, you can do this, you can, hey, uh, I can order this, I can go and I can pick this up and we're in a society where everything is quick, quick, quick and sometimes we've lost the art of what it means to continue and to pass through something to get to the end. And by the way, it says pass through. It doesn't say try to get away around it. Go through it. In the Christian life, there are things that you will go through and you will say, why am I going through it? You're going through it so that other people will hear about it and they will have the strength, the faith, and the courage to go through it themselves. Last week I said it's not all about you. There are things that you might be going through, continuing in. And the whole purpose, yes, it's to build up the character. It's become more like Christ. Yes, it is. But that whole person, Christ, was all about redeeming man and bringing them to God. And what you do as you continue passing through what you're going through, other people will grab strength, grab onto it, and they will go through things they never went through before because of what you've done Quit living life as an individual and start living life as a family. That's not in my notes. That's just a freebie. Hebrews 10, chapter 10, there's three aspects about continuing. Hold on. Continue holding fast to the hope that we acknowledge without wavering. This is Hebrews 10, verse 23. For the one who made the promise is trustworthy. Continue holding on to the hope that God has given you. You say, well, there's nothing else I can do. Hold on to what his hope is. He is the one who is hope, and he made a promise, and his promise is that he is trustworthy. He is worthy and worth your trust. So trust God. Trust him. Stay strong. Hold on. Jacob, he wrestled with God one night in in Genesis, and it says that as he wrestled, it says when the morning the dawn came, they were still wrestling, and Jacob would not let go. And the man that he was wrestling with said, let me go, i got to go. Jacob said, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Have the mindset, the inner fortitude, the determination inside of you that says there's a blessing in this. God, I'm not letting go. I'm going to hold on, and I'm continuing to hold on because I want to get blessed by you. If I'm going to get blessed by anybody, I want to get blessed by God. Hold on. Maybe there's a loved one that is not serving Christ the way you think they should or isn't serving them at all. But God has given you a word and has given you a passion and a thought. Continue holding on to that hope. Because God can do something you can't. So continue holding on. Press through that. All the way through. Another aspect of holding on And this one's a big one, and I'm going to get you. I'm going to rattle you. Practice biblical self-talk. You say, well, I don't believe in all that mumbo-jumbo. I know you don't because I see it in your life. But I want to challenge you. Practice speaking the Bible over yourself. And you don't have to do it in thus saith the Lord, I'm a chosen vessel. You can just say, God says I'm a chosen vessel. You don't have to say it in the King James. You could use the message, the passion. You could use the amplified if you're a person of many words, but start speaking God's word over you. You say, I don't believe in that stuff. Yes, you do. We all do because we practice speaking to ourselves. It's just what do we say? I've met people you give them an opportunity, and you give them a blessing, and they oh, I'm not worth it. And you know what? They've lived their life believing that they're never worth it. Change the way you speak, and, and change the way you speak, and it will change the way you look at things. Practice biblical self-talk. It's powerful. Self-talk, we all do it. Sometimes we only speak it inside our head, but even hear yourself verbalizing, oh man, what an idiot I am, whoa, that was stupid, what did I do? And we beat ourselves up. Practice speaking biblical self-talk. I'm a chosen person. God blessed me. His blessing is going to overtake me. I'm blessed when I walk in, I'm blessed when I leave, I'm blessed when I'm sitting, I'm blessed when I'm eating, I'm blessed when I'm sleeping, I'm blessed all the time. That's the biblical talk that I'm going to have and I practice. Continue and hold on to the promise. If If you continue, get that? I passed that one in there. Continue in Hebrews 10, it says continue meeting together. Now, this has been a challenge for us, for, for the whole world. Continue meeting together. But this is a powerful truth. And when we get back together, and I'm hoping and praying that January 8th that we will have it open for churches. That's what I'm asking God, praying for. But when it says continue meeting together, how can you do that practically? Practically, You do it as a family. Husbands and wives Tell your children we're going to church Sunday. And don't tell them Sunday morning. Tell them all week we're going to church on Sunday. Make the house of God a priority. I'll repeat that. Make the house of God a priority. Make your dinner plans after church. I'm getting some of your faces here. I'm getting into, I mean, you were saying hallelujah, you were thanking me, you were patting me on the back earlier, but right now you're going, what is he doing? But I'm telling you, here, make your plans for Sunday around what you do at church. Make church the priority. Hallelujah, you can pray for me. Schedule your day with the service in mind. Schedule things. Our family... We're in a large family. We would often go to, to other people's home for dinner, and sometimes they say our dinner starts at 12, and we say, great, we'll be there at 1. They said, well, we may not have any food left, and we said, that's fine. We can pick something up on the way. We didn't say, oh, hey, pastor, I'm going to sneak out at 11 because I've got to get to my place for dinner at 12. I'm telling you, they're not going to change the plans. You need to do that. I sure hope I'm getting some amens. Continuing in Hebrews 10, 1039, continue going. It says, we are not of those who draw back. But we, in in, uh, one version says, we are certainly not those who are held back by fear and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. Don't hold back, don't draw back, but continue forward. The life of faith is the greatest life of adventure you could have. If you want to experience the full life God has for you, don't hold back, but continue on. I've got a couple more verses. I'm out of time here. Galatians uh, 5, verse 1, it says, continue in the freedom that God has for you. God has a freedom for you. Continue in that. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, it says to be steadfast, immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. Master, as you continue in life, master being firm and yet being overflowing at the same time. We live in a world that's told us, a very logical world that says you can only have either this or that. But I believe there are aspects in God's words where it says both this and and that. Learn how to live biblical before you learn how to live logical. We've been trained and taught how to live logical, but we have not been trained or taught how to live biblical. Both and, not just either or. Philippians 1 verse 6, God says, And Paul is writing this, but God is speaking through Paul, and he says, He who begun a good work in you will continue it and complete it. So, this morning, my prayer for you in 2021 is that you would continue, that you would continue, that you would pass through those things and get through to the other side. If I could be honest with you and just be a little raw for one moment. There are decisions that I have made and our family has made that we have stepped into something and we are not turning back, but we will continue through. And when you continue through and you have that mindset, you know what, I am too far in to turn around and go back. I'm going to press through. And a life of faith A life of grace is a life that says I will continue. I will pass through this and by the grace of God, by the strength of God, and I will get through to what God has for me. That's my prayer for you this year. 2021 that it will be a year that we look back at and we say I continued I persevered I stood firm I was unshakable I was unmovable in the things that God had for me and because of that I got to hear amen I'd like to close with these thoughts from Numbers chapter 6 the Lord bless you the Lord keep you The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May God bless you in every endeavor that you do because nothing you do with God is ever wasted. God bless you. See you next Sunday.